Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day you listen to this message. I'm AJ, a member of Impact Fellowship. We welcome you into this week's message. Inspired by mothers, but still given by God. So come on in, listen to what Pastor Tony has to say, and we'll see you on the other side. Sunday morning. We are observing this day as Mother's Day. A shout out to all the mothers out there. We appreciate you. Glory to God. We thank God for you today on this day, Sunday, uh, May the 8th. Uh, 2022, we are looking forward to see what God is going to do today in this place and in your life. Um, Mother's Day, that day that's set aside to, to honor and pay tribute to mothers all over the place. There's a song that I grew up with, um, and no, it, it's, it's not a church song, um, but there was a song that always reminded me of this holiday. And, you know, I, I, I search for the, for the lyrics um, for this song. So I, I want to read it to you. Um, right. I, I won't sing it, but I, I just want to read it to you. The song says, I always love my mama. She's my favorite girl. I always love my mama. She born me in this world. Sometimes I feel so sad when I think of all the things I used to do. My mama used to clean somebody else's house just to buy me a new pair of shoes. I never understood how mama made it through the week when she never, ever got a good night's sleep. Oh, she's one of a kind. You have yours and I have mine. Oh, mama, hey, mama, my heart belongs to you. I always love my mom. Then the second verse goes uh, something like this. Uh, a mother's love is so special. It's something that you can't describe. It's the kind of love that stays with you until the day you die. See, she taught me little things like say hello and thank you, please, while scrubbing those floors on her bended knees. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. See, those are the kind of things that now I understand that the, the songwriters, that, that's um, Kenny Gamble, Leon Huff, uh, uh, McFadden and Whitehead, um, when they came up with these lyrics, um, they were probably coming from their perspective or where um, they saw their family members or however they got those creative juices flowing. But there was something about uh, the, the lyrics that always reminded me that no matter what um, was needed, the mother was there to do it. Glory to God. Um, so as I begin to think about what we're going to do um, today, I wanted to... Uh, deliver a message. Now, I am not an occasion preacher or a holiday preacher, but something I believe that God um, helped me um, with uh, for today. Right. And I just want to preach from the uh, title of A Mother's Love. Mm -hmm. A Mother's Love. But before I do that, I have a, a, a poem that, that I, I got here by Helen Steiner Rice. Helen Steiner Rice. Mm -hmm. And it reads, a mother's love is something that no one can explain. It is made of deep devotion, sacrifice, and pain. It's endless and unselfish and enduring come what may, for nothing can destroy it or take that love away. It's patient and forgiving when all others are forsaking. 
and it never fails or falters, even though the heart is breaking. It believes beyond believing when the world around condemns, and it glows with all beauty of the rarest, brightest gems. It is far beyond defining. It defies all explanation, and it still remains a secret like the mysteries of creation. A many-splendored miracle man cannot understand another wondrous evidence of God's tender, guiding hand. Glory to God. There is something uh, uh, about a, a mother's love. Now, one of the things that, that you'll find that um, a mother's love is often expressed in many different ways and is never the mm -hmm. same way uh, with everyone. Um, it, I like how the, that, that earlier Gamble and Huff song said, uh, you got yours and I have mine. In other words, my mother's love of expression or my mother's show of expression, it will be different than yours. Many times we often look to our left and our right to see what someone else is getting and say, I should have that. Understand this, beloved, that you have exactly what God intended for you. Everybody's mom is different. Everybody's grandmother is different. And we'll get into that uh, a little bit more as we go on. But God had something special just for you. Come on, turn with me into the book of Matthew, the 20th chapter. Matthew, the 20th chapter. And we're going to begin around verse 20. Matthew, the 20th chapter, beginning around verse 20. And it reads, Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons, kneeling down and asking something from him. And this is Jesus we're talking about. And he said to her, What do you wish? She said to him, Grant that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right and the other on the left, in your, in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, you don't know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am that I am baptized with? They said to him, "We are able." So he said to them, "You will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with, but to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give." but it is for those for whom it is prepared by my father. And when the ten heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. And I'm going to stop there, and I'm going to give um, this message, as we said, a mother's love request. A mother's love, love request. Hallelujah. You know, I'm, I'm going to share uh, another scripture with you. Mark the third chapter in just the 17th verse and it says and James the son of Zebedee and John the brother of James and the, and and his surname and he surnamed them Bonargus which is the sons of thunder the sons of thunder hallelujah you know um there is a thumb something uh, uh, about mothers and again I believe that God has granted all of us um, mothers. I had, I had the pleasure of uh, uh, speaking to uh, a, a woman um, who was saved as, as uh, Sister Lisa. I, I appreciate you um, 
she she says something to me. She's like, you know, I thank God for my mother and, and my grandmother. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, why? <laughs> she said, because I had children, but I wasn't ready. And so as I had children, my mother and my grandmother was there um, in areas where I couldn't be. Um, because I, she said, if, if I could just be honest, I love the streets. And because I love the streets, um, um, I would go and, and, and do those things that was in the, in the streets. She said, but my mother and my grandmother always had my uh, back. She said, you know, God um, changed some things around. I had lost my grandmother, um, and that kind of changed my uh, focus. And I was like, really? And she said, it changed my focus. Um, and so I, re I remember what, at, at that time of loss that um, I was very thankful that I had her to be that buffer in between me and my uh, children. She said, I would, I'm, a I'm, I'm a much better grandmother, there it is, now than I was a, a mother. And some people might have that, that same testimony, but understand this that there's something about what you give and what you have ready that, that God uh, 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 made up for where you thought you lacked, glory to God. God was able to, to use that grandmother and, and, and that uh, uh, great-grandmother to, to come in there and help those children in those areas uh, of, of need. So whether you have your, your mother with you or your mother has passed, Understand this, beloved. I believe that God has gifted all of us a bonus. Somebody say bonus. bonus. God has gifted all of us a bonus that no matter where we are in our lives, that there is someone who steps in as a bonus um, to, to, to be right there for what we need. Glory to God. There is something about when you have that bonus, and it might be a grandmother, it might be an auntie, it might be a great-grandmother, it might be a neighbor. Wherever you find yourself, glory to God, God has blessed you with a bonus, and that bonus sometimes go without uh, a, a title. It sometimes goes without recognition, but understand that God will never leave you wanting or needing something else. Let me just go a, a little bit further here. Um, I have watched how over the years now, I've been pastoring now for about uh, eight or nine years, glory to God, and there have been children, there has been spiritual children in my life, uh, some of which who are, are, are grown now and, and have children of, of their own, uh, uh, but I thank God for just those times and then watching the relationships develop between my spiritual children and my uh, wife, glory to God. See, God has gifted uh, her, Sarah, to you. Glory to God. Can you just pan that camera over uh, um, to Sarah? I, I, I want to make a, a, a point here. God has gifted the woman of God to you to be uh, a, a spiritual mother. Now, understand this. That is not an age thing. Hallelujah. Um, God has gifted those things so that she can help grow you in God. Hallelujah. Now, watch this. Um, as you have as, as you have grown um, and come to know certain things, um, understand that God has given you what you needed when 
you needed it. Now, you might have wanted it to come from, um, the, from the left. Hallelujah. The enemy will want you to be at odds with your grandmother, with your with your mother, because they didn't give a certain something, something to you. Listen, beloved, it's not that you didn't get it from your uh, mother. It's not that you didn't get it from your uh, grandmother, but you got it. Whether it came from that, that way or it came through a bonus, you got it. Now, there's some of you who are even uh, uh, adopted. Hallelujah. Where you found yourself um, not in that biological seat, but, but God has gifted you to be in another family. Hallelujah. Understand that for God knew what you needed. And because you had a need, God made sure that you got what it was that you needed. He didn't leave you out. So here today, I just want to just focus on uh, a mother's love. Hallelujah. And as we go forward, mothers are very special. There's a very special creation. Their love is unconditional. Their, their patience is unsurpassed. Their understanding is remarkable. Mothers have x-ray eyes that can see through walls and doors where their children are playing or being especially quiet and are able to tell us just what's going on. Let me just pause here. See, right now, my, my son Aaron is getting a little nervous because he just been, just been confirmed that his mother has x-ray eyes, so she's seeing through the walls. Hallelujah. <laughs> Watch this. Um, there is something about that that um, that mothers have. Um, for instance, a mother can tell you what's going on based on the type of cry she hears from her, her children. She's like, wait a minute, the baby's crying. Okay, she's all right. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, no, that's fine. See, that's one of those things that mothers have. And for, for all of you who are with me who have children, uh, I'm sure you understand exactly what I'm saying. Mothers have, although you can't see it, more than one set of hands so that you can do many things for the family all at one time. Mothers have big hearts that allow her to love her family no matter what. Hallelujah. Mothers know that their kitchen utensils are probably someplace they're not supposed to if they have small kids. See, there's something about kids when, when they realize that there's pots and pans and they can make noise, you know, you, you can, you can uh, take the uh, wooden spoons and start beating on pots and pans. But there is something about that that a mother understands that, okay, those things may not be in those places. Mothers have the energy of a nuclear reactor. Hallelujah. That appears to never get tired because she can work all she can work all day at the job. Watch this. Fight traffic to get home. And when she gets home, she miraculously transforms into a cook, a teacher, a chauffeur, a maid, and then a wife. Hallelujah. Some of you is probably saying that, like, yeah, I didn't want to do that. You know, that's why uh, 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 I was hitting him all the time. I was hitting the husband and saying, no, you got to you got to take Junior over here. But understand this. God has gifted all of these things to the mother. Mothers are doctors and nurses without ever going to med school. Hallelujah. Because she knows how to kiss the hurt away and nurse a weak man back to health. Glory to God. Mothers are ministers that keeps, keeps the family before the throne of God. And she constantly intercedes for her wayward family members. And through it all, she is able to keep her sanity and good looks. 
Somebody say, my mama look good. My mama look good. Mothers know that, that a child's growth is not measured by height or years or grade. It, it is marked by the progression from mama to mommy to mom. Glory to God. Mothers have the ability to know that something is wrong with their child, even though they may be separated by thousands of miles of oceans. Mothers sometimes ask, why me? Let me just back up here a little bit. No matter where you find yourself, your mother is still in tune with you. Glory to God. Lauren, you might be in Germany, but understand this. Peggy got you covered all the way here in Pennsylvania. There is something about the connection between the mother and the child that miles do not erase uh, the connection that the mother has with the child. Let me back up. Because I, uh, the, the mother's love, uh, let me, I'm sorry, in, in moments of despair, there it is, and, and get a smile put on their face when their answer comes from a little voice that says, because I love you best. Mothers are teachers even without that college degree. Uh, mothers are disciplinarians and miracle workers, psychologists, <laughs> counselors, chauffeurs, coaches, fan club members, attentive audiences, listening ears, and awesome supporters. Mothers are the architects of personalities, crafters of vocabularies, and developers of attitudes. Mothers are, soft, are a soft voice saying, I love you, and yet a firm hand that guides, that, that guides and corrects you as you go forward. Mothers are a child's first impression of God's love. Mm, I'll say that one more time. Mothers are a child's first impression of God's love. Mothers are all of these things and much, much more. A mother's love is so special that in the book of Isaiah, God said, as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. That's Isaiah, the 66th chapter, uh, around verse 13. Glory to God. Because a mother is what she is, a mother. And, she, and the love she has is such a special kind of love, it will cause her to sacrifice for her, for, for her and for herself and others, um, as well as for her children. She will request the best for her children regardless of, of what society may think of them. Let me just pause right here. In other words, there is no stuff that you can get into that will uh, pull that mother's love away from you. There is no junk that can, that can come out of your mouth that will make your mother turn her back on you. Sometimes these things um, boggle the minds of the fathers. Like, wait, wait, wait a minute, why are you doing that? Didn't she just tell you that? Didn't he just... Wait? It boggles the mind, but when you have that connection between the mother and the child, it is something that you cannot uh, uh, bring a definition to. Come on, stay with me. We have either seen it on television or have experienced it personally. A child has committed a horrendous crime, and, and the mother pleads with the judge and the jury that that's my child. Please spare him or spare her. I know she might have done wrong. I know he may have done some wicked stuff, but that's my child. That's a special kind of love. 
That's a mother's love. Glory to God. Only a mother can look beyond all the bad and all the wicked and still see that little child that she cared for so long ago. On this Mother's Day, I just want to just talk about um, those things concerning uh, uh, the mother. Hallelujah. In, in, in the uh, book of Mark, it, it talked about the, um, the, the Zebedee family uh, being the name of thunder. Thunder is something that is not seen, but is heard. Uh, Salome, which is the, the mother's name. Now, in, in the scriptures, it was, it was always said that um, the mother of John and uh, James, mm -hmm. the son of Zebedee. Um, I had to go a little bit further to find um, what her name was. And so we're going to call her um, Salome. Mm -hmm. um, the, the mother of James and John, there is not a lot written about her. Mark is the only gospel that mentions her name. Her name, her name means peace, and that is so befitting because a mother is one that brings peace in a family. Can I say that one more time? A mother brings peace in a family. We know she was a follower of Jesus Christ. Mm, now we're getting a little bit deeper here. She was a follower of our Lord and one of the women that ministered to the needs of Jesus. She was at the crucifixion and one of the women that went to the tomb on the great resurrection morning. Not much else is noted about her except for a rumbling that she caused amongst the apostles. Mm -hmm. Somebody said she was stirring it up. She was stirring it up. She didn't do anything wrong, but the sound she made caught their attention and sent a rumbling through through them, uh, of, through these chosen men. Glory to God. Watch this. There is nothing wrong with thunder, but it does get your attention. Hallelujah. Have you ever been asleep and you heard that that? That, that big loud noise and all of a sudden it, it was jarring and it caused you to, to, to jump up. Well, that's what thunder does. See, thunder did something um, to get your attention. So based on that, I want to talk about the sons of thunder. I'm, and better yet, I want to talk about the mother of the sons of thunder. Glory to God. Because it is something about that that we see that uh, um, this, this mother... Um, wasn't trying to do something that was wrong. This mother recognized what she had already poured into these uh, children. Matthew, the, the 20th chapter. Then came to, them, came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshiping him. So already, this is what they do. You know, this is a family of worshipers. And desiring a certain thing of him, and he, and he said unto her, what will, what what do you want, in essence? Um, what is it that I could uh, uh, do for you? She said unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on thy right, hand, thy right hand and the other one on thy left hand, in the kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, You know not what you ask. Are you able to drink of the cup and, and that I shall drink of? And are you baptized with the same baptism that I am baptized with? Let me just stop here. So here Jesus is laying down the foundation, recognizing that he already has the answers. Mm -hmm. 
Hallelujah. So, you know, are you able to drink of the same cup that I am? And the, and the Bible says that they answer, yeah, um, we can do that. Are you able to be baptized with the same baptism that I am baptized with? And, and they gave the answer, yes, yes, we can do that. Hallelujah. Then let me just pause here for a second. That baptism is very important. And next week we will get um, into baptism a little bit more. It is a time that if, if you know that you are not baptized for the remission of sins, that we need to really delve into that. And no matter where you are, I think we need to arrange that baptism for you. I will come to you. We will make those arrangements happen because I believe that we're at a time now where the baptism uh, is really, really important before we go any further. Hallelujah. Where, where was I? There we go. Are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They say unto him, we are able. And he said unto them, ye shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with my baptism. Hallelujah. That I am baptized with, but to sit on my right hand and sit on my left, that is something I cannot give. So here Jesus is sharing with them, I can't give you that. Hallelujah. But I understand by what you are asking for. And, and when the ten heard it, this is part that's coming, and when the ten heard it, they were moved with indignation against the two brethren. Why is that? Because people will often, hallelujah, want the same thing, but they won't ask for it. People will often want uh, uh, to be in a point of, well, wait a minute, I was here first. I paid my dues. It is my um, place. I'm the oldest. I should automatically get this. Hallelujah. How is it that you could ask? Because they recognized that in his speech, in his in the way he was talking with them, that, that Jesus wasn't upset that they were asking for this. In fact, not only was he not upset, but he was speaking in a manner that, that, that was almost um, open-armed to this type of conversation. In other words, um, these um, the other ten were um, upset because, hallelujah, they asked for the same thing that they too were desiring. Mm. Some might uh, some might be very well might very well criticize Salome for her presumptuousness to ask such a question of favoritism. Here we go. Favoritism. So here you have all these disciples, all these brethren, now feeling like, how is it that she can ask these questions uh, for her sons? That's that's favoritism. But since today is Mother's Day, maybe we ought to think for a few moments concerning some positive things um, concerning Salome. Hallelujah. She was first and foremost a mother giving birth to two boys who eventually grew to become one of Jesus' 12. The 12 men who, whose lives became that which uh, a mother would be proud of. Hallelujah. In other words, all of that work, all of those things that she had poured into her children, now the, the evidence or the fruit of, of all that pouring is now coming out. Perfect men? No. Passionate and purposeful men of God? Yeah. You know, no, they didn't have it. They didn't get it all right. Hallelujah. Um, but they had the passion for God. Um, I look at my, my my own situation. I look at my my own family. Glory to God. And then sometimes we get uh, uh, 
uh, uh, sideways or, or we become distracted by what we don't see. Hallelujah. But the scripture says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he shall not depart from it. In other words, God is saying, listen, uh, mother, listen, father, you pour into them everything that you have concerning me. And when they are older, all of those things will come out of them. Now, there, there's something that happens between them getting older and right now. We get stuck when they're right now. Mm. We get stuck when they're right now, but you don't understand. Uh, uh, they're not talking uh, a, a certain way. Hallelujah. But you don't understand. You know, they got some, some friends who are an unsavory character. Glory to God. The scriptures are true. You keep pouring into those children. You keep pouring into that, that daughter, that son, and watch what God is going to do. Hallelujah. Like Salome, the question becomes, how did she do it? The answer is, um, she lived her own life. We understand that children are a product of their environment. They learn so much from the example that their parents are in their lives, rather good or bad. Salome's devotion to Christ and his ministry are evidence of uh, that she is one of the women who stood for Christ. She stood for the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Mark, the 15th chapter, around the 41st verse, in Galilee, these women have followed him and ministered unto him. The 40th verse of that same chapter, uh, just before uh, uh, the other verse tells us that Salome was one of these women. She loved Jesus. She was an example of her sons. She stayed devoted and clearly was not one to sit around or, or, or be busy with other things at a time when others were running scared and in fear of their own lives, she was still steadfast and waiting on God. She was still steadfast and serving the Lord Jesus. She was still steadfast and because she knew who Christ was. Salome was a wonderful mother and a perfect example to her sons. She came to Jesus with a question from her heart. Somebody say her heart. Why is this important? Because it didn't come from a, 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 a place of wanting to be first. It didn't come from a, a, a place of wanting to be better. But it came from a place in her heart where she understood what it, what it meant and what it, what it would take for someone to sit on the right hand and the left hand of Christ. And she had poured into her son's all of these things that she knew would, would be needed. Glory to God. And because of that, um, this was not a thing of self-serving, but it was a thing of serving Christ. Mm -hmm. She wanted these things for her sons. She came to Jesus with a question from the heart. She didn't ask for anything for herself. Mm -hmm. She didn't ask for fortune or fame. She didn't ask that her name go down in history. However, she loved her sons so much that she requested that they be given the positions of authority and responsibility in the kingdom of heaven. That's love. That's a good mother. And how she would put her desires and aspirations away so that her children will have everything that they need. A good mother will deny herself so that her children may have, hallelujah, all the things needed. 
Salome could have asked that she be uh, remembered in his kingdom. She could have asked that she be given a special place. But a mother's love made her request something for her children and not for herself. The request that she made caused the apostles to become indignant. They had feelings of anger because they felt that the request was unjust or unworthy. But what they failed to understand was this was a mother's love request. Hallelujah. Watch this. The request was like thunder in the atmosphere of the apostles. It caught their attention. It stirred an emotion within them against her sons. Nevertheless, Salome was showing a love for her sons. Although the disciples became indignant, look at what Jesus did. Jesus did not grant her request, neither did he deny it. He simply reminded her of the cost, hallelujah, of being seated on the right hand and on the left, then told her that, that, that this is his father who determines who will be uh, uh, seated there. Let me just pause here for a second. See, Jesus didn't get mad. It was like, hey, this is what it's going to cost. And not only is it going to cost this, but my father is the one who will make that decision. The love of the mother caused her to look at God manifested in the flesh and make a love request for her son. Say that one more time, preacher. The, the love of the mother caused her to look at God manifested in the flesh and make a love request for her sons. I want to point out a, a few good things about Salome. Although not much about her is written, we see some wonderful things about her and the love that she had as a mother. Number one, she prayed that her sons might be part of the kingdom. Hallelujah. I know that, that many mothers pray. Sometimes they pray out of necessity. Sometimes they pray because motherhood is not easy. Sometimes mothers pray just out of the frustration of everything else that's going on around them. Many nights, I know that even my mother has prayed for me. Hallelujah. And my mother has prayed for the situation that I was in or the situation that I was enduring. But watch this. Glory to God. There is something about a, a mother's heart that is that transcends everything else that, that surrounds us. Somebody say a praying mother. Praying mother. Hallelujah. Just think about it for a minute when you when you were stubborn and, and hard-headed and didn't want to listen and felt you were grown and could handle life on your own. The only reason you were not killed and sleeping in your grave is because your mother was somewhere late in the midnight crying out for you. Hallelujah. There is something about when you think uh, 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 you got over or when you got by, understand this, beloved, that somebody was praying for you. And in this context, it's the, it's the prayers of the mother, hallelujah, that have been availing for you, hallelujah. Number two, she prayed that her sons would be an integral part in the work of the, of the Lord's kingdom. Hallelujah. Not only did she pray that her children would be a part of this kingdom, but she prayed that they would be actively involved in the work of his kingdom. She understood that there was more to this kingdom than just being a part of what she what you wanted to be uh, actively involved. Churches are full of people who are comfortable. 
Okay, I'll say that one more time. Churches are full of people who are comfortable and content just to fill a, 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 a pew. Or, uh, that's my seat. Hallelujah. But there is something about when you have a heart to complete the work of the Lord. There is something about when you have a heart to do as Jesus is, is commanding and directing you to do. Hallelujah. Let me just skip down to number three. Um, she had a great expectation, not only for uh, 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 this situation, but specifically for her sons. Salome had big expectations. She didn't just pray that her children would be doorkeepers. She wanted them on the right hand and the left hand of Jesus. These places represent authority and power. And not only that, responsibility as well. Thank God for the boldness of Salome. She wasn't settling for mediocrity for her sons, but, but she wanted the best for them. Remember, as a mother, she's been pouring into her children from the time they were born. I should say, even from the time they were conceived, glory to God, she was pouring into them. And she didn't just want this thing to just end uh, with, with, okay, I'm just happy with them just being the disciples. But Lord, there's something greater in these, these babies. Lord, there's something greater in these men. Lord, there's something greater to, that is still to come for them. One of the things that I believe is that uh, parents know uh, what their uh, 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 children or who their children are. It's very impossible for people to come and say, listen, uh, 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 Sister Jones, your sons did this, this, and that. Glory to God. And a mother knows her son. She's like, well, no, he didn't do that. And I know he didn't do that. And I definitely know he didn't do that one. Why is that? Because a mother knows. Glory to God. Now, if you came to her and said, now listen, one of your sons uh, did this amazing meal. And it's like, yeah, yeah, he probably did that. Yeah, the, the other son did this, this great thing. And he was very patient uh, uh, with, yeah, yeah, he probably did that. And then you had this other son. Oh, my goodness. His smile just lit up the room. Yeah, that was him. Uh-huh. But there is something about a mother's love that knows where her children uh, uh, are, who knows what where they are, are going. Now, listen, all you fathers who are listening uh, uh, to this, this is a, a special day for the mothers. <laughs> I haven't forgotten about the fathers, glory to God. There is a special, the world might have forgotten about fathers, but we haven't forgotten about fathers. Jesus haven't forgotten about fathers. And glory to God, and because of that, your day is coming as well, but right now we're just still talking about uh, 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 the, the mothers. Let me just close with this. Um, I want to end with this. This is a wonderful story of when God creates mothers by um, the author uh, Irma Irma Bombeck. Hallelujah! I read this uh, uh, the other day, and I just wanted to share this. Irma Louise Bombeck was an American humorist. Hallelujah! Who achieved great popularity of. Uh, for her newspaper column. Um, and, and she wrote this, this story. She tells the story of God and the act of creating mothers. She says that on the day that God created mothers, he had already worked long and overtime. Glory to God. Um, he was into his sixth day of overtime when an angel appeared and said, you're doing a lot of fiddling around on this one. And the Lord said, have you read the specs uh, to this order? Okay. She has to be completely washable, but not plastic. 
She has to be, she has to have 180 movable parts, all replaceable. She must be able to run on black coffee and leftovers. Hallelujah. She has to have a lap that never disappears when she stands up. She must have a kiss that can cure anything from a broken leg to a disappointed love. Hallelujah. And she must have six pairs of hands. Glory to God. The angel shook her head and slowly, slowly and said, six pairs of hands? There's, that's impossible. That's no way that can happen. It's not the hands that are causing me problems, said the Lord. It's the three pairs of eyes that, that mothers have to have. Hallelujah. That's on the, the, that's on the standard model, as the angel. <laughs> Watch this. The Lord nodded. Yes, that's on the standard model. One pair that sees through closed doors when she asks, what are you, what are you kids doing in there? She already knows. Another here in, in the back of her head that sees what she shouldn't, but what, but what she has to know. And of course, the ones here in the front that can look at a child when he goofs up and, and say, I understand and I love you without so much of an uttering of a word. Glory to God. Somebody say, that's the look. That's the look. Lord, said the angel, touching his sleeve gently, go to bed tomorrow. And, and here he goes, I can't, said the Lord. I'm so close to creating something, so close to myself. Already, I have one, one who heals herself when she's sick, can feed a family of six on, on one pound of hamburger, <laughs> and can get a nine-year-old to stand under a shower. The angel circled the, circled the model of the mother very slowly. It's too soft, she sighed, but she's tough, said the Lord excitedly. You cannot imagine what this mother can do or endure. Can I think? Not only can, can it think, but it can reason, persuade, negotiate, said the creator. Watch this. Finally, the angel bent over and ran her fingers across the cheek. Uh-oh, there's a leak, she pronounced. I told you, you were trying to push too much into this model. It's not a leak, said the Lord. It's a tear. What is it for, said the angel? It's for joy, sadness, disappointment, pain, loneliness, and pride. You are a genius, said the angel. The Lord looked and said, I didn't put it there. Hallelujah. One of the things that, and I, I wanted to have fun with uh, uh, this message today, but I just want to leave you all with this, is that God has not left you without. Some of you might have lost your mother over this, this past year, or maybe it was a few years ago, but God will never leave you without. You will always have what you need for such a time as this. Last thing I'll say. Go ahead, you, you, you can keep playing. Last thing I'll, I'll say is that God has blessed you with a mother. I know that I've had a lot of words here um, um, today because I wanted I wanted to be a blessing to the mothers, not only to the one that's sitting here to my right, but all the ones who are viewing us at this time. Is that God has blessed you abundantly to be a mother, and because of that, 
Hallelujah. Uh, be encouraged that it's not over. And for those who are who want to be mothers, who are seeking um, to be mothers, and you, you're finding difficulty um, on, on those sides, understand this, beloved, that whether it comes in a natural form or God blesses you in other ways to bring children into your life, you will be the mother that he has called you to be. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this, this time and for this day that is set aside to be a blessing to mothers. Lord God, we thank you for, for doing the impossible. Father, now, Father, where you see where there's brokenness, where you see where there's been damage, Father, heal. Reconcile, Lord God. Father, fix that which is wrong. Fix that which is broken, Lord God. And Father, we thank you for repairing all things needed. We thank you, Lord God, for being the God of all flesh. And we bless your name on this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you right now. Um, we're going to move right into offering. And we invite you um, to tithe with us, to, to give offering with us. You can send your offering to dollar sign Impact Fellowship. Yeah, that's it right there on the screen. Dollar sign Impact Fellowship. Remember, giving is an extension of the worship service. Dollar sign Impact Fellowship at this time. Glory. Amen. Listen, beloved, thank you, and God bless you. Come on, let's, let's turn that, that, that camera back this way. Um, there we go. Thank you for, for such a, a, a great time today in the Lord. We thank God for each and every one of you. And we pray that God will, will bless you. We've had a, an awesome experience uh, this year, this semester. You, you can tell that we're not on the campus the um, this weekend was graduation. It was graduation for a lot of people. So uh, we just want to just acknowledge all the graduates that's within our own families. Um, we want to acknowledge all the graduates from uh, Penn State Harrisburg. And we just want to pray God's blessing over you. Hallelujah. Come on, Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones will come with some further instruction. Uh, we invite you to stay connected with us um, via our website, via uh, our um, via uh, YouTube, and via anchor.fm forward slash impact fellowship. Hear what God is saying to you. Stay connected so that you can be all that God wants you to be, and that you can be blessed. Amen. Amen. Listen, I, I gave you a little snapshot uh, into what we're going to be talking about next week, and the uh, next step in, in, in our lives, if you are not baptized, um, then we need to um, find out um, why. We need to get some information and get information to you. So I'm telling you now, next week we're going to cover the baptism. Um, what's next? Why is it important? Um, and so that we can uh, progress further in the Lord. God bless you. We, we thank God for you. And we look forward to, to God doing and being everything that we need him to be in us. Listen, beloved, have a great weekend, God, on purpose. God bless you. I always will love my mom. She's my favorite girl. 
Our message today is called A Mother's Love Request, coming from the book of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 20 through 24. Please make sure after listening to the message, you send it to your mother, tell your lover, send it to your auntie too, your grandmother, your cousins, and all those young mothers that you know. This is one of those messages that whether you are 100% on fire for God or just starting out, it can still impact you in a powerful way. As we say in impact, have a good week in God on purpose. God bless.